welcome to Kardashian at the podcast about all things Kardashian. I'm Jessica Jardin. I'm Marcy Jaro. Hi. Hi, my friend. It's very funny. I always say Marcy Jaro. Hi. And then I'm like, should I keep talking? I feel like I should throw it back. I don't know. <laughs> uh, uh. I like that there's an always an unknown. We don't know. It's not scripted. We follow our scripted. hearts. Also, it's so much weirder to, n- I mean, obviously it's been a full fucking year now, but it's so weird to not be in person because there's oh the rhythm of body language is just off of like, where you can give the clues like, I, I uh, you, you know, I, I'm ready and you got it. You got it. I mean, that's yeah. the same for work stuff. It's like, it's going to be so weird to, 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 we were just talking about this before we started recording, like the unlearning and relearning of things post COVID. Yes. And yeah, the idea of like, I'm sure we'll feel crazy when we are recording in person together. I can't wait to hear how that episode sounds because <laughs> oh I'm going to be gosh. like probably talking somehow like even faster than I've ever talked and be like scream laughing and dripping in sweat. <laughs> like well, Too and excited it, it for come, words. It, well, it could come like sooner than later too. Yeah. Because I think um, if you got a pre-existing condition next month in LA, you can get a you can get yourself a little um, vaccine. Oh, my goodness. So then I because I have asthma and he'll be city. Thank you for that stupid, unnecessary <laughs> existing condition condition. But um, I, I'll take it. I will take it. Um, say. So, yeah, I'll be able to if unless all of our vaccines uh, were frozen. Snow. Yeah. <laughs> my friend just got water. Oh, we're recording God, this in on, Louisiana? No, in Texas. In I Texas. have a bunch of friends in Texas. I have oh, friends yeah. in Dallas, Austin, and Houston. And my friend in Houston was like, we got Texas last... I mean, Texas. We got water last night. Oh, my God. But they still have to boil it. I mean, this is... Uh, this has been... I mean, there's a lot of news. This this was a big week of a lot of news, which we will get to as it really spe- specifically to this podcast. Um but my God, I just like I I felt like I just spent the whole week like stunned looking at pictures and images like of just being. It made me cry so much, too, because I was like, you know, I think hurricanes and tornadoes are all really terrible. But this is excruciating to continue to be cold, cold. every single day and to know that some people are at, in grave danger. Some people are dying. And like, I just can't I can't imagine that kind of terror because almost every other thing you can run away from and they couldn't run away from it they couldn't they couldn't evacuate they couldn't escape it and like i mean to be seeing so many like twitter threads and like instagram posts about like hacks for staying warm was just i mean this year has had so many moments of being like how is this reality how is the social net failing this way why are we trying to take care of each other like not as humans because we care but like why is it falling on this you know these modes of like twitter threads and instagram stories to be able to stay alive like i couldn't believe how many like especially it's because i follow a lot of like lovely little etsy jewelry makers and stuff and a lot of them are in um, the south and i just was like watching people i don't even know being like hey can anybody help like help me help walk me through the best way to sleep through the night how do you make the little uh pocket of warm air with your and i was like also the thing that makes it even more dangerous is that people are giving like this is how you do this without thinking about 
it, it, will they, do they know to, if they have a generator, put it outside? Do they know like about carbon monoxide poisoning? Do they know about this? There's all those things. Like if you're getting warm in your car, if you're in your garage, you could die. Yeah. Like all those other things that if, because they're not used to it, they haven't already had their dad tell them when they were 10 years old, don't do that. Because they've never experienced. If you it haven't. Before. I mean, I grew up with so, like almost no cold weather upbringing, and I would, I would absolutely be like, I would have to look everything up. I would have no concept of how to warm myself in my home other than like layering. Survivalist like, courses should be like rolling in dough this upcoming year. I know. <laughs> like oh my God, I did so learn. Right. My mom was like, because my parents were without power for two or three days. Oof. Um. And since they didn't power, the water was cold, so they weren't like bathing and stuff. Um, but mom was like, do you have a, a, a pot, a clay pot? I was like, why would I have a clay pot? Oh, you mean like for plants? Yes. <laughs> but I was like, well, who just had a bunch of clay pots? What do I look like? Uh, what? I don't have clay pots. Um, but she meant like a plant. Um, and you can make like a heater out of that by putting a candle under it. And then it kind of warms oh. up the hot but i was like my cats will burn down the house what are we doing like no i just can't believe this is where we're at you know and that the, the days and days and days of it it just this year uh yeah there's just so much trauma so much yeah. people have just endured so many things and like yeah. the amount of natural disasters and like pain and suffering and loss and like it's just going to be the way I keep thinking of it, and I am not someone who has had to endure, you know, anywhere near the level that a lot of people had, but it's just that to be prepared for like, there may be a lot of like waves <laughs> emotionally f uh, for us culturally beyond this, you know, like yes. we're so just moving through it. I, and, and I certainly am in terms of just like, okay, another week at my dining room table. Here we go. Okay. You know what? I will go outside this week. And it, it, there is going to be a period, I think, when we finally like unclench, hopefully, and that like the waves of processing, like what the collective and individual experience has been like, I, I anticipate that being like yeah. a very complicated layer, you know? Also, it could not be any clearer that our country is prepared for nothing, nothing. except for war in another country. They're yeah. not even prepared for it to happen here. They're only prepared for war in another country. And that seems like a very stupid thing to spend the majority of our money on <laughs> if, if we're going to die. Like, <laughs> it's like, oh, God, there was a Twitter thread about this person whose brother was uh, a, like a survivalist and sort of in like a militia and how he like had a compound and had hidden food and had all this stuff for like when the, you know, the civil war breaks out and blah 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 and they're like yeah he's frozen shooting his gun at snow <laughs> he's got nothing and the guy really hated his brother but i was like it's a very funny like thread about it <laughs> and then someone else tweeted something about like wouldn't it wouldn't it be smart if we had like um a big gofundme but that we all pay into <laughs> that way instead of like having to do individual ones for like 
catastrophes or health issues that like the we just had the one and then it helped everybody <laughs> and it's so funny because i can say that to like a family member who is definitely not a liberal and they'll be like yes and you'll be like yes <laughs> there's those accounts like <laughs> accidentally left wing or like yes. you know that like uh that where it will be that I'm like oh yes exactly <laughs> and you're like that's the thing we want though so you're yes. on our side yes <laughs> they're like nope 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 um anyway we won't get political um fun news fun news let's see let's see oh god oh god <laughs> nothing nothing i try to think try to think of it i've been watching Shit's creek yeah i i'm very curious what you think i have not watched and i felt like i missed out on a big thing um and what what's the verdict what do you think i think it's a nice easy watch like i have like it was very easy to continue to roll through. Also, I love a 22 minute episode because originally oh. it was on television, but yeah. now it's on Netflix. So 22 minutes, I could, I watched like a season and a half in like a day and a half. Ooh, those goes down smooth like our vintage apps. Yeah. However, do I want to like, do I have to know what happens next? Not at all. Sometimes that's the best. Yeah. It's you like know? just, you know, it's like um bar nuts. Yeah. <laughs> It's like I something really nice. like I'll that s- analogy. Chop put them in or f- don't. If you're going to put it in front of me, I'm going to keep eating it. Sure. <laughs> but it might be like, I got something not. No, that's not how I live. But yeah, <laughs> I'll keep eating it. And, and, I, and I won't for a lot of things. Like the other thing I've been like binging is love it or list it. <laughs> oh, yeah. I love it. I love it. But it's I mean, so weird to see COVID catch up with all of these reality series. It's so intense. I sort of hate it. It, w- I mean, we've been having it. You know, we were having it with keeping up with. You know, before before the break. But it, it's it's a bit. It takes a lot out of me to have to like relive and be with them in that moment. There's always an interesting piece of it, yeah. but it's like I'm just like I don't. I don't know. want Hillary and David to be on Zoom walking through a house as a an awkward couple with a steady cam they have a steady cam for iphones it's like a little oh holder. yes yes and you, so you're like all right wow this kitchen's wild like <laughs> just doesn't have the same thing also hillary and david god their their rapport is amazing it's a good chemistry i gotta watch oh I they're know, nice canadians watch. and she, just she's always ribbing them Ooh, ribbing them a, real hard i love a rib <laughs> um i've That's been watching me the uh, the opposite the dark a dark show which everybody has been posting about we finished the um hotel cecil doc yes um about That's, for yeah go yeah on, for ahead. anyone who doesn't know it's on netflix it's um about a very kind of spooky hotel with a dark history in downtown la um and a couple some years ago uh 2013 can that be right? Um, I think so. Yeah. A young woman, a 21-year-old woman visiting Alyssa from Canada Lamb. was found. She went missing and it became a big public story and then was found dead in the water tank on the roof. Um, and then it spawned. And then most importantly, there's footage of her in the elevator that was released by the LAPD that is very strange very bizarre and that really rocketed into the stratosphere as far as like conspiracy theories i have such a very specific memory of when i first saw that footage me too it was i I remember exactly where i was and like that i i remember my friend sending it to me it's like have you seen this 
And it's a very spooky. It's very eerie. It's very eerie. The story is confusing. I would say the doc is flawed. Um, but it's an, it's an interesting watch. It's very LA. It has a lot of twists and turns, a lot of characters. Um, and then and then we went on a drive yesterday because on Saturdays we try to get out of the house and go on a drive. So we decided to do to be little lurkers and do a downtown drive uh, just to go downtown anyways because I don't think I've been downtown almost in the whole pandemic. Maybe during we went to one Black Lives Matter march um, in the summer. But we drove around downtown and um, drove past the Hotel Cecil, and it is very spooky. Spooky. Very, very spooky. The manager, she, what a character. I love her. Ten years she was there. She is a Mo Collins character. Oh, my God. That's a perfect way to put it. She she is just like, I mean, I love this hotel. I mean, (laughs) sure, people die in it, but you can't blame that on us. I mean, imagine what it was like for us. We worked there. <laughs> she made me laugh. Oh, someone's died? Oh, it's terrible. But it happened every day, you know, so it wasn't that big of a deal. Oh, how, how many people died? 80. <laughs> You're like, in, in that calendar year. <laughs> yes. So it is, it's a fascinating doc. Um, but I do recommend it in terms of just, yeah, like LA, LA stuff. Um, and it, it is a very bizarre story, but that's I it. feel like every foreign, not even foreign, every person outside of Los Angeles who's traveling to LA should really take a look at it because Absolutely. boy, could you wind up in the wrong part of town here? And that location is specifically the, I can exactly see why people would have accidentally booked there. You know, when I went to Downtown, USC it's in the middle of it all. Yeah. You, you'd be it like, no, be, no, 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 no. Well, it was a constant issue. When I went to USC, I was pretty familiar with LA cause I had been coming down from Santa Barbara from undergrad but almost everybody, since it was a grad program, was from abroad, from other parts of the country. Um, and so a lot of people and you know got apartments sight unseen near the campus and like would be living and and came to LA only to find out that they were in completely different areas than they understood them to be. And now I think there's a ton more resources and Google Maps and things that like I don't even think existed when I was in grad school. But it was like the way that downtown functions and the Im- importance of, you know, which is very LA, like you crossing one side of a street, what kind of different city you can be in. But I know it would be a thing constantly of people coming and being like, oh, this is not at all where I thought I was living. Yeah. Okay. And certainly for, <laughs> for tourists too. I can remember being one of my first jobs in LA was working as a, uh, producer's assistant on seven psychopaths a martin mcdonough movie and we were filming in a cemetery down by usc and then being like a hearing over the radio like yep I, there's gunshots ringing yeah those are gunshots we're hearing in the background but Oof. not ours not not like not, not our movie gunshots <laughs> no, just being like Someone's driving by shooting in a graveyard. <laughs> Come on, guys. It's overkill. Literally. It's a city. It's very weird to remember we live in like a, well, you know, what did, what did our L for losers call LA? Wicked Craven. Um, oh, yes. I, I should remember her words. I wish uh, I had them. I'll go back and listen sometime because I do want it written down. Uh, All right. we. I can't believe we, we've talked for 15 minutes. About I know. Just- and there's... There's other stuff to talk about, but I was we got to catch up. I was going to say about banal stuff because ah. 
that is one of the reasons for the banality is one of the <laughs> reasons Kim put down for the divorce. The papers filed officially for Kim to divorce Kanye West. We've been talking about this for many moons. Um, yeah, I mean, it, th there's a lot to say and also a lot to not say, if that makes yeah. sense. We've been like walking down this road. If you've been listening to the podcast, we've been fairly confident this was coming and coming soon. Mm -hmm. um, I will say when I saw the alert, my coworker slacked it to me and the official filing I, my heart sank. Like I was su surprised by like, even though I have, I have wanted Kim to leave this marriage, you know, for some time, I wasn't really prepared for, it's always so strange. I don't know these people. I don't know the details of their lives, but I yeah. was like, it's like, it's a, it, it, we've really rooted for their love. And like, I think really there was some part of me that was like, maybe though, maybe, maybe there will be a way through this. And well, look. you know what it's like? It's like when someone you love has a terminal illness and they, then they die. You've yeah. been preparing for it. You understand yeah. that it's coming, but it doesn't make it any less. <laughs> I can't, I cannot compare to people I've loved who've died, but I just did. I, I, understand, I understand the comparison in terms of preparing for loss, which is what I hear you saying. And I think that that's it. Like I felt like, okay, I knew this was coming. This is a very sad day outside of them being um you know outside of them being in two of the most famous people on planet earth they're also parents to four children and you know this has been hard yes. and then i also felt like a lot of like elation particularly for her and her life and like what i hope will be a lot lighter a lot more levity um, and ease that I mm -hmm. feel, especially these last like two, three years, how hard yeah. this has probably been for, for both of them, certainly, but for also, her. We should really reframe what we think of love, you know, yeah. to, to like, just be like, well, that was never love because it's over is not a fair never. assessment. And I think people can really be like that. Uh, and I don't, I don't know people with families are less like that because they understand like, well, I have these beautiful children, but for at least like four years of their marriage and they were together longer, yeah. there was like a deep love that was, you know, something to be proud of that you had, that you worked for. To have found finding yeah. love is like one of the rarest, greatest, true I think like human experiences and like I have no there is not a doubt in my mind that they really really loved each other and like will probably continue to love each other like we've talked yes. about this so many times I have never felt that this divorce is about falling out of love or the myriad reasons marriages end uh, you know other people business coming first like and many reports not. have made it very clear this is not no no like it's been said in almost every article, no one did anything wrong. No. And that I think that we, anyone who's been especially following along and felt like the kind of adult, thoughtful steps that were taking place, the amount of time that was passing, especially on the heels of like a lot of the a lot of the articles around it really do pin, um, which is I think what we kind of circled a lot too, the his presidential run as being 
um, kind of the nail in the coffin for Kim. And also for a touchstone of the slavery as a choice rant. Yeah. Yeah. At TMZ that happened in 2018 being a huge turning point for them. Yeah. And I think that's when the episodes uh, or how they how Kanye wanted to move forward with his bipolar diagnosis. I think that's when things started to get like maybe uh, just uncomfortable for Kim of like, what is our future going to be like if I have to always play, you know, if I have to always cover this person who's not really making sure that this isn't happening again. And what does it mean that our children are in the mix now, that our children's like privacy and lives are being like, that's, that's really what I've always felt was like, I felt like I watched that footage and I was like, how does a mother come back from this and like stay with, stay with someone? I've just never been able to like be, I've just, even he like apologized and everything. And it's just like, yeah, but it's out there now. And it's, that's something I don't know that I've fully, fully thought of. I don't think I saw the whole picture that North will hear that. Yes. And she may hear it sooner than later. Yes. Or and her it'll, friends or And the story in her will life. be your mom wanted to abort you and your dad talked her out of it, which I don't believe is the true story. I don't believe it's true. And no yeah. matter what happened, it's like this these children that are already going to experience a lot of a lot. You know, they will have a lot of privilege and they will also have a lot of of differences and challenges by default of their fame. And it's like, I just, if you're Kim, it's asking her essentially to like choose between her children or her partner, you know? And I think that she, you can't really accept that, accept that that's ever on the table. I think I just also like after Courtney having like a dozen kids, <laughs> no, I think she only had one at that point. Like, there's just no way that Kim, like, uh, uh, that's what is so annoying about it. It's just so implausible. Like, I, I believe it could have been floated out there. Like, well, should we? Because she didn't want it, didn't yeah. want to, didn't want to have an abortion because she just yeah. put, floated the. I don't think for a moment that she was like, I don't, because all she wanted was kids. So even no. when we get to the vintage episode, it's rearing its head at 29, yes. like dramatically. Like it's not. And I just think that like every my guess is that every month since then has been them, you know, uh, really trying to reconcile, really trying to move forward and and realizing, you know, as I think it seemed like to me in this past year, as soon as like they kind of pick kind of picked up at their own residences and and Wyoming really just became his home and Calabasas became or Hidden Hills became hers. Like that's, I think when this moved along, you know, yeah. when it was like, Oh, he's not really here. Uh, and which means you can't really work on a marriage together. Right. If you're not in the same state. So valid, valid. So what seems like what we do know is that they had a pretty solid prenup in Mm -hmm. place that they've already gotten pretty far along with the dividing of assets. Mm -hmm. So that's not really a big issue. Um, We know that Kim put Laura Wasser, Wasserman or Wasser? (laughs) Uh, Wasser. Yeah. Laura Wasser on retainer after the North comments over the summer. So like, that's probably been like in the works kind of like happening, but that this maybe was all, they had a really bad, a really big fight in December mm-hmm. when they were in person 
for the kids. And that might be like what for her was like, that's, that's gotta be it for me. What else do we know that they're going to have joint custody Mm -hmm. that Kim is not holding any mental health issues. She's not bringing those up as reasons why Kanye can't have the kids. Yeah. Not doesn't mean he's going to have 50 50 because that probably just isn't realistic for any of them, but that like she's, you know, that she has no, no, um, question about him being a good father she knows he's a great father and usually he like is sort of with a there's nannies in tow anyway yeah and they'll be yeah but that even in the past few months he's done some like individual outings without help Mm. with like a few kids here and there so he's like he's i think setting himself up to be like what's a single dad gonna be like for me yeah how am i gonna find these rhythms and how i mean i was telling because because tim was asking like well that seems sick. So I was saying that I'm sure some piece of this will be on the show, some version of it. We know that it will be. And he was like, why? Like what? I feel so cruel like to, to put it through. And I was like, well, here's my true feeling about the way that this will probably play out on the show. That when they really dive in and retell stuff, it's because they need to like fix the narrative so that they look better than the press maybe made it out to be. Or, you know, with your Chloe and, and Tristan, like we need to like spin it in a sense. There has to be some recalibration. I don't think anybody is looking at Kim and Kanye's divorce and with it shedding a negative light on Kim. There's no mm-hmm. reason for her to like there will I think that it will be there's no piece of me that thinks that however it's covered will be unflattering to Kanye. It may be like painful, a painful story and sad, but there isn't a need to like paint him negatively. Well, we already know all. We yeah. it's he did there's no secret about his behavior. We see it. Yeah. Unless you found out that he was like treating her terribly, like secret. But I don't, I don't think that's the case. I think, you know, he's just chosen to deal with, I don't, he's just taken a different path all of a sudden where he is like super religious and is not compromising with her on the life they built together before that moment. Yeah. I think it's just a people it's not the really, first Hollywood couple this happened to. No, and that like think about how much think about how much you or I change in six years as just people living relatively normal lives. You know, mm-hmm. like the speed with which like a person like sheds and changes over and adopts new ideologies is pretty constant. And the idea of like the two of them and the speed of their lives and the intensity of their world, like it's just none of it. it, There's no piece of this story that I am confused by, Mm -mm. that I don't understand, that I'm holding out hope changes. Like I think that this is the eventual end of the road. And it's sad, but I'm also like really a believer. And I know a lot of people who have like found immense happiness uh, after a marriage ends. And I think that we know these people have a lot of resources. Yes. So there's a lot of hope that it will get better. And a lot of people have said they like hope they can work out co-parenting for the kids. And you know, for sure they will. Mm-hmm. I mean, if they, if Chris Jenner can figure out how to help Courtney through it with Scott, I'm positive that she has everyone's full support of yeah. helping her make it work and have they're pretty good at like for people who do not go to therapy they're very good about boundaries and yeah. telling people when they're upset and why they're upset like they're they're 
I mean, I've been in therapy for like three years now and I'm like, God, they're deft at it, you know? Yeah, yes, yes. I think, I think they'll do this, you know? And like, again, there's a huge wild card, which is Kanye's mental health. Nobody could have guessed last year when the would go the way it would with his like pres his insane president insane is the wrong word I'm sorry but his presidential run and um you know the hope is just that he I think is given the space and is surrounded by people who uh can help him take care of himself you know like that's the the big hope and I don't think it's that should be Kim's life is to take care of him and explain Absolutely. explain him to the world over and over again. And I have to imagine there is a tremendous exhaustion that she will be Absolutely. able to shed. Yes. Like I will happy say for her. On, on that top end. of it all that, you know, I've seen in other friends' lives that if someone had a predisposition for any sort of mental health issues, this year has exacerbated it in a way <sighs> that is you know, in a way that no one could have imagined before. So for this to be the year that that all happened, it it's not, it doesn't, it's not confusing to me. No. Especially with the knowledge that COVID causes psychosis. And That's a factor we haven't talked about. Have you been watching Andy Cohen? No, this is not, I'm not saying Andy Cohen has, is psychotic. <laughs> I was going to say, wait, did Andy no. Cohen develop he, psychosis? He has <sighs> been like fumbling words a lot. And I'm like, oh. I think that's a symptom of long COVID. Oh no. Yeah. There's a lot of, a lot of new research now about like the long haulers and the kind of lingering stuff. Yeah. So I'm not, I don't think that affects everyone, but I do think that for some people it has really, you know, made a complicated situation much harder to navigate. Oh my God. And rich people, it don't matter how much money you have. It no. doesn't matter. Struggling with mental illness, struggling with addiction, struggling with alcoholism. These are things that, yes, of course, having resources changes it immensely. But like to it is all heightened through. Have you been reading this stuff about like, um, I mean, this is just dark, but like hospitals and healthcare providers are seeing like a true spike in like liver disease and like cirrhosis because it is like spiking. We know, I know from my job because of how much like we work with alcohol brands, like how much of a spike there is in, in drinking um, in the pandemic. And it is now manifesting itself in like so many patients coming in with like truly demolished livers, which is insane, but absolutely part of like what people are doing. You know, there's a very interesting culture here in the U S about Ben's drinking and it being like a cute thing. Like I have to, (laughs) I have to drink myself to sleep. And it's like, well, and we already were reaching this zenith of like, and we've talked about this before, but like the wine mom concept and like, you know, and I just think that like this year was a real test. Fireball. Fireball has made people go nuts. Ever since Fireball came out, people have been drinking like never before. I mean, people are shooting fireball shots with their Bible study. It's wild. This this fireball has really done. Flavored alcohol will be the downfall of so many people's sobriety. White Claw, you cannot let alcohol taste that good without... You have to put work into making a cocktail. We cannot have these be so readily available. People are sick. 
they're dying. This became like a pulpit. <laughs> I'm with you. But all that to say, if the average person, look, I know they have a lot of money, but people have had a hard year. And to your point, it is not a coincidence that their marriage, I think, hit yes. hit the skids in this year. Um, and, I know we and- have. Sorry, I'm interrupting no. you. I know we have bigger stuff to cover, but I do want to touch on the Kindle came out with our tequila since we're just talking about alcohol. Oh, we must. Absolutely. Yeah. We have to. So Kindle has come out with her 818 tequila line. It has been winning awards. She's very proud of it. And she has faced some backlash about a white woman making a tequila and it being cultural appropriation from Mexico mm-hmm. and that she's not acknowledging the distillery and, and that she's not acknowledging, you know, the Mexican culture. And I think that all is one uh, something that I'm learning as it happens. Mm-hmm. And it, it's all one issue, but I read this article today that is in, where is this at? What is this? Insider? What is this? Insider.com. Insider.com. And it is from this woman who is, she's a professor. She, her name is Maria. Hold on. No, it's Marie. My internet's just slow, guys. Oh, I got it. Marie Sarita Gaetan. Gaetan, sure. And she is uh, a professor of gender studies, but she's also been a fellowship of Latin uh, studies and she does uh, business studies and stuff. So she's she's also a sociology professor. She's very um, well educated. And the author educated. of a tequila book. And the <laughs> author of a tequila book. So she has an interesting take on this, which yeah. is like, is this cultural appropri- appropriation? Yes, that's one thing. However, plenty of other celebrities have come out with tequila lines and they have not faced this sort of backlash. Yeah. And she thinks it has a little to do with gender yeah that because this is a woman doing it george clooney does not get in trouble the rock does not get in trouble yeah uh, who else justin timberlake does not get in trouble oh so God, many so others. many michael jordan <laughs> the rock nick jonas rita ora rapper e40 adam levine sammy hagar acdc timberlake um yeah uh sean diddy combs like so 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 many i think it's tough to not I mean, the other thing, though, is that, like, we know we are we have long been in the trenches with this family. They just they hit people the wrong way a lot of times. And that, like, Kendall even being, I think, like a I mean, Kendall's had her own fair share of, like, public fuck ups, you know, from Pepsi and so on. But, like, you know, I I think it's it's not it does not surprise me that people are like, oh, get out of here you know yes. like people are primed for it with and, the family. and that's what this article is saying like of course yes this is a conversation that if if people are wanting to have it it's perfectly valid conversation to have but her point is maybe we shouldn't be asking why this conversation is happening right now when it hasn't happened before yeah and and not to say that it shouldn't happen now but we should be talking about all of it then yeah uh, but it also at a certain point it gets very very complicated when we're talking about <laughs> appropriation and appreciation and you know i think there are more things people can do when we're taking from other cultures, but like, you know, 
there's a lot of vodka companies in Mexico. There's, you know, celebrity sake companies. There's a lot. It's complicated. I know this isn't a fair comparison, but I think sometimes it's like, it is, I, I, I think the, the appropriation conversation is really important. And I also have like zero true detailed knowledge about the distillery industry in Mexico and the history of it. And, and it felt like there was just like, no acknowledgement. And and it reminds me of Kim's private island post where, I mean, they're totally different. One is promoting a thing. One is like an unnecessary announcement of a trip, but where the post itself just misses, you yes. know, and like the, it's just a whiff and like Kendall sitting slumped kind of in a, in a baggy sweatshirt, like sipping on her tequila, slowly taking little slurps, with like, just it's like sitting at a table. It was like this strange, like just low key video. And then this big boast about like, we did blind, you know, it was blind con- uh, contest and we won and we're the best in the world. We, 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 I've been working on it for three and a half years. And she's like a 25 year old. Um, <laughs> I just feel like everybody was like, what? And that like, you know, it's, it's it can just sometimes be about the messaging and what is a great opportunity to like, acknowledge another country's history acknowledge the the work that the unseen labor is is part is a part of it and instead it was like i did it is i think yes. like how that read like a white rich supermodel being like we yay for me yeah. <laughs> and it was like uh kendall it's been interesting though i think it is like time and place for for this more than anything because you know bethany frankel had mm-hmm. you know she has a I deal with a tequila company as well. So it it it's one of those things where it's like, yes, let's talk about it. But also like we cannot act as if Kendall Jenner was the first person to do this. No. And also there are some great benefits that there's a company that is now employing more people in Mexico and it's probably going to sell out. Now, am I going to buy it once? Yes, absolutely. I was going to say, I definitely want to try it <laughs> i like but you know what i'm i'm the dumb fool who's like yeah i like casamigos i do i me too i like clooney's i'm sorry but i, I also love a don who the don julio i like is very expensive though me i'm with you i, I only sounds like, like we got uh, we got the exact same taste in in tequila it sounds I like i cannot have dark liquors guys it makes me bad <laughs> <laughs> me must only have the clears <laughs> oh you don't want to see me when i got a dark rum in me it's a bad it's a bad scene now i don't know why the different color liquor makes me worse but it, it does it um, does it does the same to me it's very different I, like, I got into gin this year let's do Gin's gin great. guys gin start a gin ryan reynolds is hanging out over there with his aviator gin there's a celebrity oh, gin i thought Diddy was he, he maybe he just had a partnership with Tangeray. Maybe well Ciroc is his big one and that's <gasps> that's what I'm thinking of Ciroc. Yeah. So sorry Tangeray and Ciroc. I'm embarrassed that I got those confused. The two big trailblazers are are Diddy and of course uh leader of the pack really maybe would be um Hagar, Sammy Hagar with Cabo Wabo. Um <sighs> And he's he's been at it forever. What's the good gin? Bombay Sapphire? Or is that the um, bad? Bombay is a great gin. Um, Beef Eater is a great gin. Because that's what my grandfather always kept under the front seat of his car. So I that 
<laughs> I wasn't sure if it was like convenient or yeah. I'm glad to know that while he was drinking and driving me around, he was drinking the good shit. He was putting down shit. a pretty penny for the good shit. I'll tell you that. I'll tell you that. You can be proud of that. Oh, Papa. But yeah, I'm, I do want to get my hands on some 818 as annoyed as I am. I just, you know, I am curious. Ooh, sorry. Um, Honestly, like, let's blame capitalism more than anything. We're all I mean, a victim of it and she's winning. I have the the I have the the old lip kits in a drawer to show that I I've I've been I have been very restrained over the years in terms of actually buying um the stuff that they sell as a family. Um and I, you know, and I don't have any good American and not out of protest, it just hasn't been I just haven't wanted to make the jump. But this I was like, mm, yeah, I want to try that tequila. I'll try it, absolutely. Um, I'm a, maybe I'm a we'll tequila toast, lady. We'll to have a distance toast and share I a mean, bottle. I mean, you know, eventually we'll be able to drink in person. I think. I think that's going to happen one day. Yeah. But yes, again, sum it up: a valid conversation, but also like, ah, there's a lot of other people we should be bringing up in this conversation as well. It's complex. I think it's a complex conversation. Um, but people do specifically love to hate the Kardashians. It, that's like, what I mean. Is it's like I it's have, not about getting her off the hook. It's just like I was like, yeah, duh, of course, yes, of course, this is I the way this though, immediately went. They get so v- vile whenever I bring up the Kardashians. Like, Ugh, I hate them. It's like you hate them. You hate them. <laughs> They're not Nazis. Like you hate them. I'm. I'm always surprised too because people still, even after uh, many years at this point of of hosting a podcast, where I think we're tough on them and I think we're very fair, but the core is like I obviously am mostly on board. Absolutely. And I'll I'll still get people who are like, ugh, and send some story my way, and I'm like, don't send this to me. Of all the people, don't send it to me. Yes. Sometimes, like, I'll get stuff where people are like making fun of Kim, and I'm like. You're making fun of the wrong part. Like yes. you, you, she knows what she's doing. She's no, no, dum dum. So what you're making fun of is actually just you showing that you don't understand her game. And, <laughs> like, but it's also, but the, and not knowing that you and I would be like it that would that it's never like a ha ha yeah she sucks also, answer. It's probably never going to come from us. And so it's, it's like why. It's like when someone makes fun of one of your family members, you're like, how dare you? I will mock them and you will not. It is exactly that. I'm and like, you and I, I get to. Yes, you do not. That is ma'am. our cousin, Kim, that we are talking about. <laughs> that's my cousin, Kimmy. So I will make fun of her and hate her when I feel like it. And you will shut your mouth. Okay. We are free. Another big fucking thing that happened this afternoon. Oh, is my God. Chloe posts a picture of the biggest diamond seeming to be an engagement ring. We saw this, remember, a couple weeks ago. There was a yeah. paparazzi photo of her in Boston. Uh, her French fry fingers, if you recall, guys. <laughs> yes. You thought it was a little pack of fries French in her fries. pocket. <laughs> and there was, it was spotted from, but it was hard to see. It looked absurdly big um, and then never to be seen again until this weekend. And I oh mean, mama. And it's very prominently displayed on top of her booty. And it's the caption is new good American shoes are dropping to 25. So, I mean, she absolutely is trying to get people to go to that post. 
Yeah. But to look at her engagement, it's obviously an engagement ring. A yeah. big one. It's, it's her got left hand. Multiple shaped diamonds. It's her left hand. It's her ring finger. The photo is like a, a shot of her of her left booty cheek and kind of the corner of like a bathing suit. And then her hand pretty much in center of frame with this ring just glinting in the light. And it is, it's very sly. <laughs> and by sly, I mean very obvious. And Morgan Stewart, uh, former e-personality lady, she commented on, on it in all caps, are they? Uh, and Chloe responded and said, yep, they are. Did you, um, did you which, see Tristan's? Yes. Yes. Wow. That grass is cut to perfection. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Just uh, a very coy little post. But I think, guys, we've got an engagement in our hands. This is going to be a season full of all kinds of shit. I mean, they're definitely leaving huge, huge ass breadcrumbs. And as we build up to the premiere, which is their um, tried and true strategy. So Do you ever just like look at their bodies and then like just try to figure out what's what when you I see mean, them. I probably have done that more in my life than with like than m- many other things. Like I will zone out on, especially over time as their bodies have like changed so dramatically. Like I do that with like Kylie and all of them where you're just like, what is it? How does it? work what's where how does that how did they where's your doctor (laughs) (laughs) it's like um yeah like a magic eye poster and just keep finding things well and and they're ever evolving yes and so it will be like oh this is new okay so the emphasis is on this now okay okay okay. i see all right it's a full-fledged hobby but um you know congrats to chloe who I assume is engaged and I'm sure, uh, I, I mean, if, and when that wedding ever happens, that will be wild. A barn burner, as they say. <laughs> I mean, she definitely already had one ginormous wedding, um, a long time ago. So doesn't mean she can't have another. That's for sure. Kim Absolutely. taught us that. Yeah. So we'll see. Now this Courtney thing, Jessica really bothered me. Which one? So it's Courtney Kardashian calls out Kim, Kylie, and Kendall with a lingerie pick. So it's Courtney wearing some of the new Skims Valentine's Day drop. Uh, it's a little tiny red. The click covers. Click covers. It's a tongue twister. Oh, it is. It is. It is. The least interesting one to look at. (laughs) Posted since I wasn't invited to the sister shoot. And then it's her in this little get up. And I just have to say, it was posted the day that Kim's divorce was announced, and it just feels like bad timing. <laughs> I did it not realize It was like six it. hours after the divorce announcement, and she's like, since I wasn't invited to the foot. It's like, can you not be a bitch today? Did you know? <laughs> oh, she's like, I don't really watch the news. I don't know. Like, what the fuck, Courtney? <laughs> did no one, did you, or did you like mute the family text thread? What is happening? Maybe just support your sister today. Maybe today's a <sighs> day where you don't need to make a jab and also be insanely hot 
and just maybe chill. Maybe it's just a day everyone chills out and supports Kim. <laughs> maybe. But she's like, what better day to treat her this way? <laughs> <laughs> it's very Courtney. And hey, she looks great. God, she look looks- at that closet. Just absolutely so many shoes. It's so crazy. These are very wealthy shows. people. Shows, shows. 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 And speaking of... Uh, the romance that is new and and getting off the ground, uh, Travis and Courtney, of course, they are making up for a lost time. Yes, they're moving. There isn't now. We got a new story every. We got we're moving. So, uh, so this this week he shared like on Instagram a what they were describing as a steamy love note from Courtney. So it was like a picture of a handwritten little note with very cute handwriting and it says to lots of fun adventures. May we destroy each other completely love with a heart. Courtney. I found this weird. May we destroy each other completely. (laughs) Is that like a phrase? I was like, no, be middle-aged and raise your kids and relax. What are you talking about? Destroy each other completely. <laughs> it, it seems that we have from E is reporting it, uh, <laughs> an expression understood by Kardashian and Barker as he expressed the sentiment before. He tweeted, may we destroy each other completely on February 16th. And I assume he means destroying that pussy. <laughs> okay, now that I can get behind, and she's gonna de- peg him and destroy that booty. So <laughs> I see. Just- this is why this podcast is so important. Because here I am, <laughs> here I am reading this. It's like a language I'm not understanding. I'm saying, "What do you mean? destroy? You guys are in love, and then also- you help me get there." No, they're talking about their orifices. And I, I also get it. <laughs> think there could be another uh, way of taking it that that there has been a lot of, you know, there's a lot of history with both of them separately and that they have all of these, you know, walls that have built up in their lives yeah. and that the part of it is destroying like I like a, a demolition of sorts. Yeah. They're renovating, I think, is what I think it is. <sighs> And destroying that Destroy it <laughs> Oh I love it It's okay. a love renovation I got my heart racing <laughs> <laughs> Tim like, you're welcome <laughs> <laughs> um, I love this couple um, Even if I don't understand them I uh, also think it's bringing out this like Interesting dark side of Car- Courtney that has always been there but has just been like nasty little like snide remarks and now it's kind of being I don't know um uh cultivated by someone who can make it like a more fun dark thing yes I I'm very curious the like vibe that is being kind of manifested between them you know it's just like yeah because he is a lot like even I started following him of course now. Um, and you know, yeah, it's like him hanging out with like tattooed rock and rollers and musicians and like people that look really different than the people that like I've ever seen Courtney's life involve, you know, and Courtney is by no means, I think like a square, um, 
or a prude or anything, but I just think they've like, they've lived really overlapped and very separate LA lives. And so yeah. I'm just like very curious where it goes. I mean, it makes sense though in a certain way, like that we have Kylie dating, you know, rappers and hanging out with like this very like cool, you know, I don't want to say community. I can't think of any words anymore, guys. <laughs> it's cool an awesome hip-hop cool community. <laughs> Let me grab my walker. I'm a million years old. That's not what I'm saying. But that, like, that's Kylie's life. And then on the other side, that, that you know, like 20 years ago, this Blink-182 was sort of in that same sort of, like, you know, cool superstar, rock star, yeah. rap star thing. And it's very obviously, like, different sides of the same coin yeah. over there. But um, it's just interesting to be like, yeah, that's what these, they like a, a bad boy. They love a bad boy. And they like, they like artists. I think it's like athletes and artists. Are uh, really- I mean, they just haven't grown up. Everybody likes an artist. <laughs> yes, it's very true. Like, can you think of, were you like me that in high school you'd find like some guy and you're like, oh, we can play the guitar. Oh like, my God. Every, and without fail, like the, the smallest slightest, amount, the slightest inclination of talent. And it would be like, oh, maybe he'll sing a song for me. Maybe and, he'll write a song about me. And then we got into comedy and it's like, what? What? Now we're, what? What? Did we become, what? Me, I wanna be chuckle fucker. <laughs> I can't even get in there. Lucky. <laughs> chuckle fucker is the roughest term. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so um speaking of rough, uh there was there was a pretty spe- a pretty sassy exchange that went on between Chloe and a commenter. This is a rant. <laughs> Yeah, it's <laughs> this it's is a, we gotta s- stop saying clap back when we it's we not, mean unhinged rant. <laughs> it's not a clap. Yeah, this is an unhinged rant full of caps locks, and it's <laughs> wild. So it's a clip from the show where we see it's about Tristan and Chloe reconciling, as we know has been long coming. So a commenter said, "So dot 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 is Kylie allowed to be friends with Jordan again?" And Chloe wrote this. I'm so sick and tired of this narrative that I control my sister or I dictate who she chooses to surround herself with. Never once have I ever, and I mean ever, all caps, told my sister who she can and cannot be friends with. She is an adult who can do whatever she wants to do. I will support her in anything and everything she wants to do. I love my sister (laughs) unconditionally. That means regardless of who she chooses to be friends with, I will always love, respect, and value my sister unconditionally twice she is my life partner hmm? and i will always respect what she chooses by the way i have no ill feelings towards anyone all caps truly my heart carries no hatred at all unless you actually know what the what you're talking about respectfully shut the fuck up all caps <laughs> that's fun to read chloe Sounds like you're carrying around a lot of emotions, some might say. <laughs> I do not want to diminish her anger because I think it's all very valid, kind of wasted on a stranger. This person yeah. probably feels so excited that a celebrity yelled at them. But I think in my period tracker, I would like to add <laughs> a thing where I just track uh, <laughs> unbridled rage. <laughs> 
just to be like, yes, yes, yes. That way we can just start seeing the patterns, you know? God, that's so funny. I mean, this is, yeah, I relate very much to the emotion that I think any human knows, but it is like, mm, yeah, it's, it, it feels a little, um, misaligned. Isn't it nice to know that you and I will, we have (laughs) had the instinct occasionally to like have this sort of response to someone being rude to us who we don't even know, but instead we just go back and forth and really roast people on our own private text chain. That's what's always so baffling to me is that like everything is so methodical with their family, everything, you know, the same person, Chloe, the ring, you know, like the the thing we were just talking about. It's so calculated. It's so thought about, thought um, through. And so then when it is just like, uh, you just, you just blasted off a, an essay in a comment with like a hundred exclamation marks. <laughs> like it's kind of great. It definitely makes me feel like they manage their own socials, which is how I felt for most of the time when they, <laughs> when it's not promo. But, um, but yeah, God, it made me laugh so hard. I, I like- was like, Chill need to know out. what time of day she posted this because sometimes you wake up and you see something and it just fucking gets you. <laughs> it's like morning and you're like, I wake up to this shit. How oh, do like this, you know this person is? thinks this is how the day is gonna see? Okay, uh, all uh, right. No, mm-hmm. no, no, no. <laughs> no, no, no. Anyways, bless her. She is keeping things interesting. Um, should we take a little break before we get in? Please. To the app? Okay. What interferes with your happiness? Is something preventing you from achieving your goals? You guys know Jessica and I talk all the time about our therapist and how much we love her and how important mental health is to us. That's why we're excited to talk about better help. BetterHelp will assess your needs and match you with your own licensed professional therapist. Connect in a safe and private online environment that's so convenient. You can start communicating with your therapist in under 24 hours. Now, BetterHelp is not self-help, it's professional counseling. So that means you can send a message to your counselor at any time and you'll get timely and thoughtful responses. Plus, you can schedule weekly video or phone sessions. And this is all without having to sit in an uncomfortable waiting room, which is really important right now because we cannot be leaving to go to a waiting room. No, thank you. BetterHelp is committed to facilitating great therapeutic matches so they make it easy and free to change counselors if you need. Plus, it's more affordable than traditional offline counseling and financial aid is available. One of the best things now that everyone's telecommuting is that this service is available for clients worldwide and there's a broad range of expertise which maybe you don't have available in your area. And these are licensed therapists, professional counselors, and they're specialized in depression, stress, anxiety, relationships, sleeping, trauma, anger, family conflicts, LGBTQA matters, grief, self-esteem, and... Anything you share is confidential. You guys should really try out BetterHelp. It's convenient, professional, affordable, and you can go check out their site. They have new testimonials posted daily so you can see what other people are saying about BetterHelp. Now, BetterHelp is not a crisis line. It is professional counseling. 
We want you to start living a happier life today. As a listener of Cardishinit, you'll get 10% off your first month by visiting betterhelp.com slash Cardishinit. Join over the 800,000 people taking charge of their mental health. Again, that's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Cardishinit. We're back and we are... Uh, moving our way through season one of Courtney and Kim Take New York, except we're not in New York this week because we are going to a little place called Sin City <laughs> for our girl Kim's 30th birthday. 30. 30. It's the episode. It's entitled Diva Las Vegas. Oh, I like this one. I like that name a lot. It tickles yes. me. Diva Las Vegas. I was like, excuse me. Can I get that on a shirt? I love Diva Las Vegas. Diva Las Vegas. Now, so we start off in the hotel apartment. We have Joyce. Joyce is a fixture now. She's there. And they have her listed as friend under her name, not makeup artist, which is she, what I thought she was this whole she time. She was. Yeah, she so, was. So she must have gotten downgraded along the way before the eventual boot. Oh, yeah. She yeah. Because they completely make it here at this time. Like, she's sitting on the couch with the other woman, Shiva, who I mm-hmm. don't remember. Yeah, like, it's just Kim's friends are here for her birthday. Yes. And, and there's, like, like employee. dozens of dozens of roses. And she's like, I hope one of these is from a boy I like. <laughs> I love how she immediately, instead of being able to be like, it's an entire dining room table covered, every square inch is covered with flowers being delivered. Uh, and instead of being able to appreciate it for one second, Kim sets herself up for total failure. <laughs> by I mean, being like, it better be some, some boy must have sent me flowers. And it was like, Kim, I get it. I mean, like, if I got flowers from anyone, I would be in tears. But if I got flowers from a boy, I'd be like, <laughs> oh, my God, of course. Oh, my God. Nothing is better. Even if it but, was a boy I hated, I'd be like, oh, my God, do I love him? I'm sick. <laughs> <laughs> well, Kim goes through every single one. Uh, there's no no one she knows. And then the very last flower she opens, it's uh, uh, some. the note is from a guy who sent a bottle, like a <laughs> bottle service guy who had sent – a bottle some night at some club and it made me laugh she was like some random sends me one i'm not gonna lie i'm kind of depressed <laughs> <laughs> i'm not gonna lie in love gl her. i love her i'm not gonna lie i'm kind of depressed <laughs> can you imagine that man seeing this episode oh i know she's so <laughs> she is so put off by it it's so funny <laughs> then we get then we get kim on the phone she's on the phone with chris and they are figuring out uh flights because kim as she did every year at this point in her life is of course celebrating in Vegas. Uh, this was what Kim did. And we know it was a part of her big 40th. They recreated yes. her her um, her Vegas birthday celebration. So she's going out to Vegas for a big party at the club. And Chris is calling to figure out the flights and asks casually, so who all, who all needs flights? And when she hears that they're planning on bringing Scott, oh my goodness, she does not mince words. No. <laughs> 
I love it. She goes, that was really stressful for me last year. Oh, yes, honey, make it about you. Make it about you. This is a great episode for people making it about them. Couldn't agree more. It's so funny. It was Kim's birthday for anyone who needs a refresh. They were in Vegas. It was one year earlier. It was ruined by Scott, who was out of his gourd famously stuffed a hundred dollar bill in the waiter's mouth in front of everybody, including Chris um, and Scott, Scott's bosses, uh, partners, and was a giant shit show. Um, yes. Just an absolute giant shit show to be caught on camera. Chris is like, it would be the biggest mistake in the world for Scott to go to your birthday in Vegas. <laughs> and Kim's, Kim's like, he's really actually doing a lot better. And Chris says, well, if Scott's coming, maybe I don't need to come. And Court goes, that's a good idea. (laughs) This exchange, how salty they all three got to each other. Because Courtney, basically they're on speakerphone, and Courtney just saunters over to the phone when she hears Chris putting down Scott. And by the way, Chris isn't being crazy by not wanting him to come. We I understand, but it's like if Courtney's like, if Kim, if Kim doesn't mind, why do you care? Like, this is her birthday. If she doesn't mind, if I feel okay with it, why do you care? And also like, look, ma'am, he's in the, he's in the family. He's just there. It's happening. Yeah. It's happening. It's happening. (sighs) Um, so that is that Scott and Courtney. <laughs> so Scott is telling Courtney that he thinks this might be a really good opportunity to prove that he's doing better. This is, it'd be nice to have a healthy trip. Everyone knows that a healthy trip to Vegas is just what really show. You just want to yes. be as healthy in Vegas as possible. Yes. It's a, it's a huge marker of personal development and, um, and achievement to go. It's what everyone does. You go to Vegas and you just have a really nice, healthy trip. Mm-hmm. And it's a place that provides that, that uh, really warrants that, that celebrates that. And it makes a lot of sense to go. <laughs> All about health and wellness there. Uh- <laughs> yeah, it's a big, it's kind of like a wellness capital. I feel basically, like. basically. Yeah. And it's definitely someplace where you won't be constipated for four days after. That's that's. <gasps> Or if you're me and you did have to leave early one day, so you didn't uh, you didn't go hard the night before, and you were driving out of Vegas at eight a.m., you saw two different cars pulled over on the ten of people barfing. <laughs> Jess, how dare you ever drive to Vegas? Never again. These were my younger years. We never didn't know what we know now, which is now. You could- get a flight for less than the tanks of gas it'll cost you oh my god i i mean we couldn't have breezed more easily out when we went uh for our best friend larissa and colty's divorce party (laughs) (laughs) cruised out cruised out to burbank just absolutely just breezed over and got off um but no so Also, we have to, I just, I want to make a meal very quickly out of the top of this scene. Courtney is organizing, these rooms must have just like a weird little fridge too. Like I can't imagine it's their actual fridge, but she has like a little fridge and she's putting food away. And I'm just, I never see 
Courtney being like domestic or in a kitchen for some reason. <laughs> and so she's he's like, oh, what uh, what did we get from the store? And she goes, uh, we got pineapple and watermelon. And he goes, oh, trendy. I don't understand <laughs> what that I means. I was baffled. I was like, what in Scott's world? How are fruits trendy? trendy? It's not even seasonal. It's the winter. I was or baffled. is pineapple a winter fruit? It's a citrus. No, is it's it? a berry. Eh. I don't know. It may train. I feel like you laugh. should be pineapple queen. <gasps> I would love to be pineapple queen. Ugh. Well, and anyway. you got to learn about when they're in season, and then you can be. I'll find out. I and by the time we record next time, I will have answers. Yes, yes. So then it's time <laughs> to pack. It's time to pack. They're going, and the apartment is wrecked. I couldn't. They have this apartment is like truly manifesting the anxiety that's like now building like yes. their stuff is everywhere and what went from being like a pretty chill attitude on his end about going is already kind of turning yeah he keeps saying that he need he's like nervous but i need to be there for kim it's like what she's doesn't she doesn't I need have to be there very different attitude about people's birthdays than i think some people because the idea of like oh, i have to go they need to see me it's like do they do they need to see you? I think like ev- you should know the f- the key people in your life that would be, you know, it would be a shocking disappointment to not show up for something. And otherwise, I mean, especially as you get older, it's like showing up, to, especially for like a large birthday thing. Like I look back and I definitely used to when I was younger. I think it's a young person thing, especially where it's like, yeah, some person's having a big old birthday at some fucking bar. And it's like me being like, oh, I got to go. I, I really need to go. I should definitely show up to public house, a big stupid sports <laughs> bar. And I really got to show them that I care by buying a drink and waving and hugging them and then not speaking to them for the whole night. <laughs> you know, I have sort of have a new tactic when it comes to birthdays, which is uh, the less close we are, the more likely I might be to co- go to your birthday. I like that. Because like I, the last like bar birthday party I went to was probably a couple years ago, but it was my friend Natasha Rothwell, who is oh, an yeah. amazing write- writer, actress, producer. She's on Insecure and she yes. writes on Insecure. But I was She's like, so I want to go specifically because she has a whole, gr- a whole life that I don't like. We know each other in New York, but we don't really hang out out here. And I was yeah. like, I want to meet, I want to meet new people I've, yes yeah, i want to go that. but then i talked to the people i knew there oh, was so stupid and i wore it's, heels and i was like i'm gonna die <laughs> just other people's birthdays are yeah it's but certainly it, not enough to like in this case it's really i mean i i honestly found it like this whole storyline of scott's it's really brutal and it's really honest and yes. it's just about like prioritizing your own health and that you can just tell. And it's also a different time. We talked about all these things really differently. Um, and you can, I, I, you can pretty much immediately tell when they're packing that he's like getting anxious and he's saying he's nervous, which is all he's saying yet. But then he, so he checks in with Kim, you know, like, how are you feeling about the trip? Are you excited? (laughs) And Kim is just like, eh, 30s old. It freaks me out. And we like learn basically that Kim could not be less excited for this yeah. trip. Uh, and it sets a very like low mood for her birthday trip. Also, we know now what we didn't really understand then, which is this is a work trip. 
Yes. Yes. That's a big key piece that I think gets lost. And I didn't understand at the time about these like club appearance birthdays. Yeah. It's like, you know, you're there, you put on a little show, you get paid $30,000 for an appearance. Essentially. It's not a, it's not really your party. It's like strangers come to marquee and look at you up on a balcony in the VIP and paid a bunch of money. And then you get paid a bunch of money. And yeah. that's like a weird little business that like uh, probably still exists, but definitely was made cemented at this I time. Mean, it existed during the pandemic. <laughs> yes. A hundred percent. Didn't Cardi B have one of those parties? Oh my God. You're right. Oh my God. That's exactly what Cardi did. And we were Ooh. like, we're trying to not be mad at you because we I like want- you. Never like being mad at Cardi, but she's had a couple. She's had a few moves. In she's the learning. I haven't, I haven't loved, but <laughs> they head off to the airport, and this this whole arrival at the airport it's shot really kind of in- crazily, like look like it's like really handheld and close well, up. And we know that lit. Vegas airport is tiny. Yes, and, you, and the, good luck getting an Uber, Scott. <laughs> oh my God, we were we were absolutely bowled over by the simplest task, <laughs> and immediately Scott is like visibly. He looks like he's on the brink of a panic attack. Yes, like he to me, I'm like, oh, he's he's gonna have a panic attack. Yes. And he says, I can feel it already. Vegas doesn't want anything good for me. <laughs> and it was like, Oof, and he's dark. like, it's going to be just like last year already. I can feel it. And it's like, whoa. Okay. He, so Courtney picks up on his nerves and then she's and like, what's going on? <laughs> it's pretty. And, and he's basically, he, he, it's pretty incredible. I think because he's really honest and he's like, I feel a bad streak coming on and says he wants to go back. And I, I didn't remember this at all, this part of the episode. And I was like shocked the idea of like getting off the plane, just like being in the airport, not even like getting to the room or seeing the strip. Like he is fresh off the plane and he, and they're in the paparazzi's taking photos and like who knows what other pieces were clicking, like in terms of just, you know, what he's going to be like. He pulled the Ted Cruz. It's <laughs> <laughs> just dropping him off. Yeah, <laughs> dropping my girls off. <laughs> uh, just, my girls just wanted to go to Vegas, so I had to drop them off like any good brother-in-law would. Yes, and off I go. I never intended to stay. He, uh, he says, I don't want to ruin your birthday two years in a row, and trust me, I would. Yeah, that's what made me laugh when he is, he's, there is like a, uh, I don't like, you know, the idea of like a demon in a person or a darkness, but he he clearly feels his addiction. Yes. And the urge rising. And I think this is a profound moment of like adulthood and self-preservation. And like to do that, to be like uh, to turn around and go back was like, I really was proud of him because I'm and Kim, I'm sure it's just the way it's edited, but Kim says nothing. And at first I was like, is Kim mad? Like I couldn't read her in this scene and was like, oh, maybe this really like it does bum her out. I think she's just never seen anything like that. No, I think she's never at all. Like we forget her exposure. But um, but then when they get to the hotel, they they're staying at the Palazzo. When they get there, Kim is like, oh, I'm so happy he did the right thing and really like comforting Courtney, who's also like they're both on the same page. Everyone's on the same page. Yeah. Courtney's like, I'm glad that you saw, saw the problem before it happened. So good for you. I also think that they're such like a suck it up and keep going family yeah. because Chris makes them be that way. Like we yeah. saw 
Chris two seasons ago make try to make Kylie while she was very ill go yes <laughs> go to yes. Paris. So I think that that was like a shocking like you're doing what but then they're like oh yeah that makes sense like don't risk yeah. ruining a good thing by being here um yeah. and then they're like what's mom gonna say god what's she gonna say she's a bitch what's she gonna say <laughs> i know <laughs> they're like so ready for her to be a bitch about it and they're like i hope she recognizes it's responsible <laughs> uh so the next <sighs> day we have kim and a whole crew they're relaxing the kim just wants a relaxing lunch by the pool so you know, you got a bunch of camera crews walking out there. And- yeah, I mean, it's a spectacle everywhere they go in Vegas. And also, Kim is like trying. She keeps saying she doesn't want to do anything crazy. She just wants a calm lunch by the pool. And Courtney is a real treasure in this app, I got to say, because Courtney cannot stop screaming to strangers as they walk around. It's her birthday. It's Kim's birthday. Woo! Yes. It's so cute. She and she's trying to like make him feel better. She's like, look, every time I get older, I look even better. (laughs) Which is true. I was like, good for you. You know it. (laughs) Yes, yes. I think she's just manifesting it at this point. Oh my God. I mean, to be 10 years beyond this and be like, yes, you continue to do this. You know, you know something that we do not know and we want to know. (laughs) It's those disgusting smoothies she makes. Oh, I know. You're so right. So she says, Kim thinks by the time the clock strikes midnight on her birthday, she's going to turn into a little old troll like in a cave. <laughs> she's funny. She's so funny this all the time. And she's so funny this episode. Yeah. She really got me a couple of times. So then we have Chris arrives with Rob and Chloe. They're like aggressively banging on Kim's hotel room suite door. Uh, Chloe wonders if maybe she's taking too long to answer the door because she's masturbating. <laughs> um, <laughs> Kim like tries to be funny and is like, yeah, I have somebody in the room. Oh, it's Vegas. What do you think? That and was great. I thought she sold it. it- uh, she did great. It's like very un-Kim. Yes. But, you know, maybe she would have flown Shango out. We don't know. We don't know. We don't know. Um, so they come in and she's like, Look, Scott couldn't handle it, so he went home. And Chris says, thank God he's policing himself. (laughs) Fair enough reaction. You can feel Chris just, I mean, this is what leads, I feel like, to the end of this episode. Chris, knowing Scott's not there, I feel like that was her moment of exhale. Mm -hmm. She's like, okay, I am free of PR disasters. I get to just be a mom going absolutely fucking nuts at my daughter's birthday. Just like party. any mom would. Just like <laughs> any mom would. I just get to do it. So that and I thought this was weird. So like they're all on the same page being like it's great he went home. This is a good sign. Like he's taking care of himself. Yes. And then and, and then uh Courtney gets there and goes of course and like snuggles with Chloe. I thought immediately. this was wild too they they're like oh my god your legs are so tiny you look so cute oh my god but chloe's like come here you're like the cutest little girl and she looks right kim right at kim dead in the eyes and goes favorites favorites we all have them 
I thought this was so mean. I was like, that is, it's Kim's birthday weekend, just as a reminder. And also like, they're hammering this storyline that they're favorites. This is like, now they made a joke like that, not in front of Kim in New York when Chloe visited. And it's just like, okay, we get it. Okay. But then Chloe was just like in such a weird zone. Cause then she says to Courtney, are you worried about him being alone in New York? now Projecting. and doing something bad. And that's what I wrote. I wrote, whoa, Chloe, showing your cards, honey. Uh, also, are you worried about your man, though, being by himself? Wouldn't you rather have him being here, uh, being a monstrous disaster in front of you? Because uh, I'm flying home tonight because of my worries. Yes. I was like, nobody has said it. There's been no, nothing about like Scott's behavior in New York. We're all proud of him. And then it's like, well, but what about New York though? And now I was he, just, he shook you and like such a weird paranoia to like lay in for her. I was like, shut up, Chloe. I, you know, when we, you were talking about like uh, when she uh, was at the door and she's like, he's probably in there masturbating. I was like, you know, the classic thing of anyone who talks about sex that much is not having good sex. Like if you're getting it, you ain't talking about it. Yes, like that, you're you so know? right. It's exactly that. It's like, there's just, there was just something about, like these jabs that felt to me like so this is I would gather timeline wise this is when we're like moving into their their phase the Chloe and Lamar dark chapter perhaps yes um and then Courtney <sighs> says it's everyone's mission tonight to loosen Kim up and then she takes a tulip and says <laughs> she needs to stick it up her vagina <laughs> so that if a guy comes over he'll see that sure huh I mean Okay. And Kim's like, gross. <laughs> oh, my God. Courtney is so weird. It's so funny. Oh, I really love her. Uh, but we see that Kim is, like, in this funk still. She's yawning. She's just not, you know. Again, though, it, it, I think you're you're right. And we need to remind that, like, they're not painting it for what the trip really is, which is a work trip for Kim. Yes. So, you know, but she's obviously feeling old and all that. Back in New York, we have Scott and he's at the apartment uh, just basically feeling really depressed. His his buddy Dalton comes over, a true dork. Scott's wearing a robe. It's a very weird little scene. They smoke cigars out on the patio. It's Dalton sucks because Dalton's like, yes. Courtney piss. It's like, I don't think you understand Anything? No, I I feel like he has only had like the worst men around him as friends. This guy sucks. He tries to get him to come out and and like Scott is depressed. He's saying he doesn't feel he's really bummed on himself that he can't do the Vegas thing and that he keeps like over and over again hitting this thing of like, why can't I just be normal? That there's something abnormal about him, you know, um, and it's just as sad. He just like clearly wants to be, you know, just hang out. And this dumb friend's like, you should come out, man. It'd be good also, for you. He feels like an alien in this family, too. I think that's yes. the bigger part. It's like he, it, it brings up all this PTSD, I think, from yeah. the only family that he really has out there not accepting him. When he's on the outs with them. When yeah. he is like, an, yeah, othered by them, I think. Um, but then, ooh, we're back in Vegas and it is <laughs> one of the wildest scenes maybe ever on the show. <laughs> okay. 
first oh. Chebin walks in, I'm like, classic Chebin. Then we see yeah. Malik. I'm like, hello, old friend. Then Kelly Rowland walks in. I'm like, Kelly how does she Rowland. get here? Who is she friends with here? Kelly Rowland. And then we cut to what are several scenes. This is the, the big sweaty club montage now. It's loud. The music's playing. Everyone's drinking. Chris is dancing arm in arm with none other than Perez Hilton. And I mean, that's not so unusual at the time. He was a very big presence. Uh, I'm sure a big key part of their fame, but they are like dancing together. And Perez says to Chris, what, (laughs) what would, and we'll adjust, what would Caitlin say to which she says, Caitlin, who basically like <laughs> alluding to, like, I was like, what is this exchange? You're flirting with Perez Hilton? Chris, you gotta get a grip, ma'am. I mean, I, I think you're just choosing to see what you want to see at this point, lady. Um, oh my God, also, I lost it. You know, that man has drawn a picture of cum coming out of her mouth multiple times and like, her daughter's. And to be friends with that devil man, <laughs> devil man. Ew. Oh my God. I've talked about it so much on this podcast. How much shame I feel for the amount of hours of Me my too. life. I logged on that website. Just the internalized misogyny just, <sighs> just barfed on a website. So awful. So they're having a blast. Uh, Chloe and her talking to talk, talking about how Chris is having the time of her life. Uh, her her own mom, who she points out is definitely not thirty, is having the time of her life while Kim is just sitting there, sitting there, kind of just being a little bump on a log at her mm-hmm. own party. Mm-hmm. And so they leave, and and when they're leaving, they're all in a big crew. They're all leaving. Uh, Chebin and, and is it Chebin in court or talking about how like I really hope she loosens up talking about Kim because she's just so uptight like they just she's uptight she doesn't know how to have fun as if that's news about Kim like yeah. I love how everybody everybody is like at odds with the basic tenets of Kim's personality yes <laughs> always it's like this is never going to change, ever. She, like, wants to be famous, and she wants to be married at this point in her life. And That's if it's it. not those things, she doesn't care. She doesn't care, and she is very driven about those things. So mm-hmm. that's what's up. Oh, God. So sh- they want to force her to have fun, and Courtney's like, okay, what if we throw a frat party? Because Kim never went to college, and so she never had that experience, and I loved it. <laughs> So this is where you're where you're making about me might rear its head again. Uh-huh. The so idea I of, love, of it being like, I had fun doing this. So I went to college. She didn't go to college. I don't know if you know that I went to college. <laughs> ASU ever heard of it? <laughs> so she has um, Joyce call the concierge for a keg. This is why this is how Joyce gets in. Yeah. Joyce will do the bidding. Joyce knows how to get in there. And that's to you be wild. And up for anything. You gotta. Um, and then it only came to bite her in the ass a decade later. But she, she was. She took it too far. She, she did took it too, too far. far. She fingered herself in front of everyone. <laughs> <laughs> this story will never not be so wild. I have to scream whenever Look, I'm reminded of it. if Louis C.K. can't do it in front no, of people. Yeah, we can't have double Joyce, standards. Joyce cannot be fingering herself in front of her friends. Joyce, what were you thinking? Joyce, you assaulted your friends. That is. If you're listening, 
call us. I would die to know these details. So they they wake they get Kim. She's been napping. They go get her up. They get her dressed. They yank her over to like it's 3 I don't know. This- by the way, this is when I realized I don't think I've done Vegas right in a while. I was wondering what time I missed the timestamp. So I was like, it, first I was like, is this the next night? What it's, happened? It's same night after costume the club. Change. Costume change. Kim has like taken a shower, gotten in a robe. They yank her out of bed, put her in a dress, get her to this like it's like it's like a luxury box at like the sports center or i don't know where they are but it's like a luxury box somewhere in this hotel and they have a keg and they are absolutely demanding kim do a keg stand <laughs> and she's like the whole collegey keg stand thing just seems like really silly to me <laughs> she hates it she hates it she does not want to do it her face could not be more absolutely disgusted by this whole plan and guess who is so ready to lead the way to show her own flesh and blood how you do it how you make tv history the momager Ugh! chris jenner hops up couldn't get there fast enough to get her get a keg stand and i was I thought I've seen this clip many times. It's an iconic clip. I've lost it. It's, it's so, so funny. funny because she's laughing. So they're just <laughs> squirting beer in her face as it's pouring right out. It's the funniest thing to just watch her be like, oh, like she's trying to talk. She's not trying to swallow. And she's going, I'm doing a cake stand. <laughs> this is crazy. And then she goes, <laughs> Yes, in between like spurts of it coming out of her mouth all over her face. This is really fun, Kim. (laughs) And Kim's like, I can't even deal. (laughs) Oh, my God. But eventually she does get bullied into doing it. She's like, okay, just let me put my hair up. And then... (laughs) I don't like she does like a plank in the air because her legs, she keeps them so tightly together when she gets up there. (laughs) These rigid little legs, these tiny little Louboutins like soaring in the sky. She but she does it. She spits it everywhere. She's laughing. It's they they got her to do it. Yes. They they bullied her far enough and it worked and it was rewarding (laughs) because I wanted to see it. (laughs) And she understands that Courtney is just trying to make it fun. And then Courtney says one of the best things. She says, Kim doing a keg stand's not going to change her life forever. She's not going to be the most fun girl at the party. (laughs) But if Kim had fun tonight, then my job is well done. (laughs) Yes. Yes. Look, is Kim ever going to be a good person? No. Did I do a great job? Am I great? Yes. Yes. And that's what counts. Kim learns there's life after 30. Yeah. As we all do eventually. I mean, it's offensive to watch stuff like this now. I mean, the amount, if you're not yet 30 and you think it matters, please just give yourself the gift of knowing now and forever it is the most meaningless hump. You will get over it. You will suddenly look around and be like, oh my God, I can't believe I cared for one second about this birthday. Yes. Oh my God. Anyways. We cannot let children tell us what is old. No. Even oh my if God. my nephew has called me a boomer, 
<laughs> because you know what? That generation <laughs> believes Helen Keller is a hoax. Mm-hmm. So we mm-hmm. cannot, we just cannot be like worried about what the, no, what the I'm not going to get bullied about a hair part or an emoji. We're no. done with that. I, that's not part of, that's not on, on the plate for me. Also, it just isn't. I do appreciate the younger generation's women because they are so self-empowered. Yeah. And are always screaming at us that we look stupid while they're not wearing any makeup. And I'm like, I love this. I love it. I do. I love it. I'm admiring of it. I, I, and I don't need to be it. It's totally fine. Yes. They'll get here. Yeah. Well, we'll they here. might not because <laughs> global warming seems to be coming hard yeah. and fast, but we get the last laugh. We blew it. <laughs> <laughs> yes. We're older than you will ever get to be. Bitch. <laughs> <laughs> How's that feel? We want to talk about a hair part now? Yeah. We burned the planet down. Uh. Um, back in New York, the trip's over. We've got Scott tells, you know, he he admits to Courtney that he's been really down about not going on the trip and that a lot of stress about not being there and this whole thing of not being normal and that he feels like he let them down. And yes. it's a great real it's a really great scene where Courtney is like, I didn't know you felt this way. Well, I love that. She's like, I thought you were fine. Yeah. She says it. She says it. Yeah, that's Courtney's way of saying, "Oh my gosh, thank you for letting me know. I had no idea." She's like, "No, you're fine about it." And she's like, "Everybody, my whole family, everyone was proud of you. Everyone thought you did an amazing, amazing thing. It's positive. It's great." <laughs> How Get terrible the fuck out of here. to be like you not showing up was such a gift to everyone. <laughs> it was the best thing you've ever done for my family. Honestly, not coming. We can't thank you enough for truly not burdening us with your presence. <laughs> But they're happy, and oh, gosh. Um, then, then we get to this surprise. surprise party. So Scott takes Kim out because he wants to show her support. And at the surprise dinner, make it about yourself. Yes, honey. Yes, honey. He's like, everyone enjoy their champagne. I don't. I'm not going to drink. I can't have. I can't really, have any. I don't really drink anymore because if I did, I'm sure a waiter would be physically assaulted here. <laughs> we all know I ruined your birthday last year. Uh, <laughs> it's just a real long rambling speech about his alcoholism. <laughs> it was and just a room full of people being like, ah, ha, 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 and like Kim giving these like very empathetic, like over the top faces. Like she's mm. almost crying because she's so touched by him being like, yeah, yeah, I'd uh, probably kill somebody if you let me uh, just just a truth. Pretty uh, fucked up. <laughs> uh, tornado of chaos when I drink. Uh, soul leaves my body. <laughs> oh my god! It and is, Courtney yeah. loves it. She's like, Goog. She's never loved him more. I wrote that in my notes. I was like, I have never seen her more in love with him. She is like so in love with him at this dinner after this like rambly toast. And I was like, oh my god, she couldn't. She just couldn't love him more. She was like. I mean, gaga for him. I sort of get being truly so into a man who admits his flaws and and then works on them. And is saying that the number one reason I the, the even more flattering piece is that he says over and over again that it's whenever he feels temptation or or challenged by his addiction that his family, meaning her and Mason, is what yanks him back time and time again. So it's like verbalizing also that like it's not just like him 
and his needs, which is probably a big part of why it doesn't, uh, you know, stick as much. Yeah. But that, you know, she he's saying over and over again that it's her. It's for her. It's for her. It's for their son. It's their family. And like, what could feel better? Watching yeah. somebody change and telling you it's because of you and not losing you is like, you can just see it. But I mean, it's that whole Jack Nicholson line from as good as it gets. You make me want to be a better man. Aww. And then we're all like, yes, yes, and it will definitely stick forever. Ooh. The bar so low. The bar is low, folks. But it's a it's a nice, warm little moment. Um, and yeah, a, a, a juicy ep. ep. Um that's it. That's it. We release new episodes every Monday. You can check out our website, Kardashianit.com. We have merch there. Um, uh, and, and it's very exciting when people buy it. Yeah. So please take a peek at our merch. Um, subscribe on Apple Podcasts. Please rate and review. Check out our Twitter and our Instagram and email us at Kardashianit at gmail.com. Thank you so much for listening to Kardashianit. Bye. Bye.